Hello, folks. Welcome to the NK Project. Hello. Hope you're all well. Hi, Kate. <laughs> I'm very caffeinated this morning, so this could go down interesting. Oh, dear. I know, yeah. It's Kate knows I'm quite Expect sick. Expect lots of tandems. Oh, God. Or just me talking. Tandems. That's what you say. Tangents. Because I'm stokey, I just say what I want. We're just lazy. <laughs> you just make it up as you go along. So I've been too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm a, as Kate knows, I'm a planning freak, but I go with the flow as well. <laughs> There's no in between. There's no middle ground. No. Um, so we hope you enjoyed last week's challenge, which was meal prepping. Don't worry if you didn't do a lot. We're not asking for hundreds of Tupperware. Um, <laughs> you know, like I said, I live with just my partner, Steph, so it's a lot easier for me to store stuff like that in the fridge. But I think taking on Kate's approach is probably one of the best ones for most of you in this group because you've got families. Mm. Uh, so like I said, just at least planning the meal and then doing your shopping for it and then obviously at least the ingredients in to make it. Yeah, yeah. And probably just having like... No, go on. Definitely a good starting point anyway. And I think like you said on one of your posts the other day, even if you're not sort of prepping days in ahead, at least sort of make a little bit more of what you are making in an evening. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot and then there's no real effort involved in, is there? Absolutely. No extra effort. Time-saving. We love time-saving. Yeah. Yeah, because then you've got more... It depends. I was going to say, I guess it depends on how much effort you find cooking in the first place. Well, that's why then... I think, personally, with that, you should cook on what you prefer to cook as in you're confident to cook for now. And then on weekends, yeah. when you've got more time, you might experiment a little bit. But that's why I would say slow cooker, one pan mm. dishes, tray bakes. They're like the easiest ones to do. Uh, and stick yeah. to your, your core recipes, you know, your spag bowl, your lasagna, bangers and mash. And people see that as bad, but it's not. As it, if I say if you're doing tracking as well at the moment, you could educate yourself on how, mu- how many calories are in that portion or how much protein's there. You know, it teaches you that, so you give it, get that flexibility. Oh, absolutely, yeah, because then you can just adapt it next time if you if you need to, or you think, oh, yeah, that's actually, you know, quite high in calories, or it's not quite got enough protein in, then, then you know, you know, you can do something about it next time, can't you? Just remind me before we, it's your main tangent, tangent, tangent? Uh, <laughs> Maybe think now, am I saying it right? I'm thinking of a tandem bike, aren't I? Tangent. You are, yeah. yeah. Um, I was, a, I was uh, messaging back and forth with a client earlier, one of my online clients who I train, and he um, he sends me his meal plan. He does it old school, writes it down, scans it and sends it over to me. Proper old school, which I like. It's quite mm. cute. And it's really good, though. Very detailed. And he's starting to write on his protein so I can see what he's having. Because other than that, mm-hmm. he normally has just uh, two to three meals a day. He doesn't really snack. And it was a case of looking at the quality of his nutrition now. And because of the protein thing, we can see where he needs to make adjustments. For example, a simple sandwich. So normally he has four rounds of bread with two sandwiches with mostly a lot of meat on, which is fine, and salad. Uh, but that's sometimes he only has two meals a day. That's just his preference. He's not doing that for a special fat loss reason. It's just that's his preference. He's hungry mm. a bit later, he's a bigger meal. And I said to him, well, what we could do to offset the calories so you can increase your protein so you not end up hitting your calorie goal before hitting your protein goal is go to one like two rounds of bread instead of four and 
put all the protein portion into one sandwich. Just all in, yeah, yeah. Ass. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the one was the spag bolly had. It was only 14 grams of protein. I said, right. I said, ideally, you need to probably add another, you know, double the serving of uh, mince or put mm-hmm. plant protein. And if it's meat you're looking to cut down on, like corn, uh, 50-50 into that to increase the protein per serving. And then reduce your yeah. spaghetti portion. So you can still have it, but just don't need as much because you yeah. can increase the meat bit. Or turkey mince or something like yeah. that. That's higher in protein, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But mince, if you get a lean, like a lean one, like a 2% fat lean, one, yeah. mm. if it's calories you're worried about, or if you're worried about having so much red meat, then like you just said, a turkey and a beef combo would be okay, to be honest. Mm. Or just yeah. I like beef and bolognese. So if, it was, if I was going to do that just for the sake of not eating as much red meat, I would just do 50-50 with uh, turkey mince or corn. Mm, yeah right there's our first tangent um so we're going on to about NEAT today which stands for non-exercise activity thermogenesis so your unplanned exercise your normal movement yes like me and Kate walking to the gym after this uh you know doing your housework walking to go Mm -hmm. collect the kids from school your dog walk uh you've what's another one shop go food shopping go walk around don't you yeah. So it's not gardening. Like, yeah, gardening, decorating like we did on the weekend. Twenty thousand yeah. steps on Saturday from painting. Nuts. Oh blimey! Uh, yeah. So I did a bit <laughs> nag camp to be fair, because I have to carry equipment for my need to carry the equipment from the car into the field for nag camp, <laughs> which I don't mind. I like doing that first thing on my own. I like things all done, but also gets my steps up. I hit like seven thousand just doing that. I'm but, so glad I didn't do nag camp now. Yeah, you wouldn't. Totally. You wouldn't. Yeah. yeah, you understand why well, I was wiped now by Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. literally six o'clock, I'm like, I'm ready for bed. <laughs> Bags under my eyes, I felt all flush of and nuts. I felt like a bit on a high, <laughs> that sort of flush feeling you get from being on yes, a big hike yeah. that day. felt yeah. like that, it was weird. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to be covering NEAT because NEAT is so handy for sustaining fat loss, more so than actually helping you to lose body fat. There is actual research on this. They've done studies where... Basically, they had a group of people. I think they did it with uh, a group of women, actually, uh, menopausal as well. And what they were testing was they've all dieted. Didn't matter what diet they did. They all dieted and they set them on, I think, maintenance calories. And then basically, they got them to do a set amount of steps every day by measuring through, you know, step trackers. And hmm. the ones who did about, I think it was anything from six and a half plus thousand steps a, uh, a day on average or over the week, let's just say, It'd be about 54,000 plus once it's roughly. Um, they sustained uh, their fat loss the most because they kept up normal activity. It also meant obviously they could increase their food intake for maintenance because they kept up activity. So they didn't have mm-hmm. to eat in a low deficit. Um, whereas the ones who didn't hard, they had a sedentary group who didn't move at all hardly. And I think some who did less than that 6,000 or 6,500. I should have wrote these figures down because I'm rubbish at remembering figures. Uh, But they didn't sustain it very well. Most of the group didn't. And they found they had to drop their calories more to actually to maintain their their weight loss as well. So this is what we're saying about NEAT. You know, if you can find a way to move frequent and often, you know, even means over a course of a week, not a daily goal. You could have like a minimum goal to hit daily and then a maximum goal, like a leeway. That would be a good yeah, and it's also yeah. You've also got to remember as well that it's not necessarily getting out for an hour's walk. It's yeah. you know you can make it up with you know little walks here and there because yeah. it all does actually add up, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. We're basically humans. We're not designed to sit 
and do nothing most of the day. But our mm. Western culture, when it comes to desk work, has dictated that. And yeah. I, lo- I love that some jobs are encouraging people to go for walks, like they've done the outside up for them, so they've got like, walks around where they work and they've got gardens and plants set up, so nature, uh, because of the mindset yeah. point of view, more productivity Walking meetings. Walking meetings, walking phone call meetings. Uh, yeah. You know, it's starting to move that way in some jobs. And I, I think it's going to have to change if, you know, in the Western world, because we're working more and more hours, but our health's getting worse. And it's like, this is yeah. why people end up leaving. Or people run their own businesses so they can do that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like me and Kate now, you know, I'm able to go out for a walk first thing um, most of the time or at lunch. Or when I'm going to the gym, I can commute and walk to the gym because I always block out a couple hours for my health and fitness, and Kate does. You know, we've implemented things in our life and adjusted things even uh, after lockdown to maintain our, you know, a healthy weight, healthy body fat levels and also heart health and mental health from just getting out and about. Yeah. But yeah, there's massive studies on having, you know, a sustainable amount of steps or say, well, I say steps. It's not necessarily always steps. It's just normal daily activity. Being activity. Yeah, yeah. we don't mean getting out of breath or sweating your tits off. We, <laughs> we, ju- we just mean... How much like, you enjoy doing that? Oh, well, yeah, whichever, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're not sitting for the majority of the day. You know, say... Yeah. I get when you have to have a rest day, and that's where your normal activity is applicable. So that's where you don't deliberately go out and do anything planned. You might just do your normal, yeah. say, dog walk if you've got a dog, walk the kids to the park and go play at the park with them. It's not, there's no planned training. It's nothing, yeah. you know, no massive exertion. That's also important. And again, yeah. helps with sustaining fat loss results. Uh, so a bit of a tip there as well. If you're feeling a bit shitty or you're struggling to get to the gym or, you know, you just want to at least maintain your health and at least keep going with your goals, say for fat loss, for example, you know, focusing on just making sure your needs is at an adequate level yeah. so say for example like i just said there the group who maintained well were above about six thousand steps a day on average so that would be mm. you know if you, I, I mean i don't get me wrong i train clients who are most of the time at three to three and a half thousand steps uh, and actually that's um paramedics because yeah yeah i guess yeah, that's true it's like short bursts of things that they go through um, yeah. And on the days off, obviously, they move around a little bit more, unless they've done nights, then they're a bit knackered. Um, but then they yeah. they focus more on the calorie intake and they do a lot more weight training. So I encourage them more to do that than getting out and about walking loads. It's, again, mm. great for their mindset doing the weight training. It protects them from getting injured, lifting patients about. And, you know, from a health point of view for them, it's just a better option than worrying about trying to do 10,000 steps a day. So I'm like, well, look at nutrition. Yeah, and I think... But I think also with the steps, it kind of takes the pressure off because a lot of people still think they've got to go into the gym or or go yeah. out for a run and, like you yeah. say, literally sweat it out for an hour or two hours a day, you know. But you don't. If you if you can keep your steps up and do your weight training, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's not much else you need to do unless you want to. Exactly. And whatever you achieve now on a weekly basis when it comes to your needs and you find you can repeat that quite comfortably every week, then that's what you want to repeat once you've lost body fat. Because yeah. there is an end point to losing body fat, guys, and weight loss, or the other way around, like I'm trying to gain muscle, so there is an end point for a surplus, because I keep trying to get bigger and bigger, there will be a point where I put more fat on over muscle. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I, I, even I have an end point. That's why you constantly got to have things in place that you're going to keep doing which benefit your health, not just, uh, you know, what's the word your physique like your look aesthetics 
aesthetics yeah yeah and I think that's why walking's good because you can always incorporate incorporate that somehow some way yeah so it's something you can always try and sort of keep on top of or you know have at yeah. the back of your mind it's just general activity there's it's... there's so many benefits just of and just maintaining yeah. fat loss results I mean I used to work uh, for the phase four cardiac rehab at the old ledge center and the biggest thing we what well, issue we had with cardiac patients was they didn't move hardly they wouldn't mm. they wouldn't be doing any activity all they did sometimes was just a gym once a week with us and expected to get better it's like you need to do more than that yeah, yeah. i want you mm. to go walk honest i mean obviously bear in mind they'd had heart attacks or stents put in um angina heart failure so we were getting them like say just doing one lap around the block where they live, like around the streets, like a circle, uh, get them up and moving out like you suggested, like when there's an advert on TV because of the age generation, they watch normal TV. So they still yeah. got adverts. Uh, so I get them, say, go do a short walk up and down the kitchen when you put the kettle on, just sort of step up and down. So there's exercise mm. I'm showing you just to get the heart pumping. It's just to I think even just, strong. isn't there something I read about even just shifting your weight from one yeah. side to the other? That's literally what I get them to do. Is enough to... Yeah, yeah, just things like that, standing on one leg. And these yeah. are all old, just to warn you guys. We had as young as even in the 40s with heart issues. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it was related to, a lot of it related to stress, which is why, again, we love to encourage people to commute by foot if they can outside when going to places. I feel so much better being out in nature and outside than being stuck in. I get a bit cabin feverish. I know you do, Kate. Yeah. And yeah. walking to the gym and walking back from the gym is a nice cool down. When people go, what's yeah. your cardio for the gym? I'm like, I walk to the gym and I walk mm. back. Yeah, exactly. Same here. I walk to the gym. I walk back. I take the dog out for a walk as well. Yeah. So that's three walks in one day and a gym session. Yeah. So. And that's just part of our normal routine. We're not saying you have to do it the way we do it. No. But find a way where you could think, I could do this the rest of my life and this is quite enjoyable if I do this. I, I have clients that are saying they miss it when they don't do their little morning walk to work mm. or their little fake commute as we call it um, yeah which is why i walk early in the morning now before i start working because basically i used to walk to the leisure center for working when i was pt in there and i knew i'd have to replace that activity when we went to a lockdown so i chose to do a morning commute like i would if i was yeah. walking the gym and still do it to this day yeah um, well i think a lot of people did get into walking a bit more because of yes. lockdown yeah because massively. of you know you're allowed to go outside yeah. once a day. Yeah. And I'll be honest, this sounds, yeah. Really, yeah, this sounds really thing. You can agree with me, Kate. Now, I'm a people person. I do it with people. And as annoyed as it gets, there's more people out on, on walks where I normally walk, like, say, you know, you, yeah. you know, like <laughs> National Trust places. Because like, everyone's yeah, yeah. going to... I think it is good. I honestly do. I think it's fantastic that a lot of families I'm seeing do it as well, which I never really saw for years. So yeah, I think it's yeah. brilliant for the nation that we are moving more and more conscious of that and using that as a day out now, not just going like to a pub for a drink. You know, you're going out enjoying nature as a family to go. Because I did that growing up. I've been yeah. taking to night, pursuing my dad, uh, bike rides. Um, and normally on a Sunday, it was very traditional to do a Sunday walk, to go somewhere yeah, where we it's used nature. to. Yeah, it's exactly what we used yeah. to do. We used to have a walk before dinner. Yes. And sometimes a walk after dinner, you go out on a bike ride, we yeah. walk to the allotment and spend time, you know, it's, yeah, you used to do all the time and we still do it now. The kids yeah. not so much with us, but now <laughs> and again they do, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's those little traditions that um, they get messed out on and I used to enjoy yeah. them because you're spending time, because I, I, my mum and dad are separate, so when I used to see my dad's on the weekends, I used to look forward to going on walks or bike rides or a swim, mm. you know, play with him. It was seen as fun. As well, you know, you don't see it as yeah, exercise. Absolutely. 
and you know, used to get with feed the squirrels and stuff. I went, now please make sure you bite your finger off when you try to lure them in to pet them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, gotta try to pet everything. But yeah, it, I think it's just important to keep those little traditions in actually, it's just really simple yeah, things. Yeah. Um, and I think it's a great way to bond when you do it with other people. I, I, te- yeah. I found since uh, the, throughout the lockdown, one of my friends I normally see in the week and we go for a walk together just to catch up because it's just something we've always done since then now. Uh, but I really enjoy it because she's a fast walker like me. He's got a dog now, so we, we proper pace it. Um, especially because he's a young pup, yeah. so he's he's fast, I have to keep up. And sometimes me and you, Kate, we just opt to go for walks, don't we, together uh, yeah. before training. And we find, see it as more as a social than actually exercise. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's I think that's half the trick to it, to be honest, is if you think of it like that, rather than, you know, when exercise. you take the dog for a walk or whatever, that's not your cardio, that's yeah. you going for a walk. And I think that's where people go wrong and why they think, oh, got to go and exercise. Well, you know, you just can't see it like that. And like you said, there's so many benefits to doing it, whether that's, yeah, doing it socially, getting out in nature or even the other way, having that time on your own. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all talk about having your me time and that. Well, you can get out and, you know, get out and take a walk. Yeah, get away from the chaos for men. But either put a podcast on or just nothing on or music or a mindless podcast. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. just like before we go on to the next bit about how neat can sustain fat loss results again, as a byproduct when you're out and about in nature, like one, if you go on your own, like you said, Kate, you get that time to yourself, you can reset what's going on, you're managing stress, because stress can obviously yeah. lead to overeating, um, and overeating obviously lead to fat, uh, body fat gain eventually, so it's a great way of stress management. Um, if you're going walks with people, because Again, with the I was t- discussing with a client the other day, it was like the pyramid of like uh, what a human needs um, to thrive well in life and mentally to be in the best place you could be. So obviously you got uh, food, water, sex and shelter. It's like your main one. Uh, favor up the pyramid. And another one is connectivity with humans, having that social interaction. And mm-hmm. I mean, you're quite an introvert, Kate, in a way, though I forced it upon you to no longer be an introvert. I mean, you always are, will be a, an introvert, extrovert. That's the best way to put it. And I've got, <laughs> weirdly, I seem to be friends with a lot of introverts. I even, I'm even with an introvert, my partner. And they, but even Steph says she needs social interaction uh, because mentally yeah. it, it, it's nice to be connected to others, humans. It's part of our survival mm. to have that social connection. And again, I know people go, what's that to do with fat loss? If you're in a better mindset and your perception of life is seen, sounds cheesy, in a more positive way. You're going to do more positive things for yourself and put more positive effort into things like, say, if you're doing fat loss, you're going to make sure you're in that calorie deficit, eating great meals, meal prepping. If you go to the gym, you're not going to go to the gym and train half-heartedly. You're going to be like, no, I'm going to do my damn best there. Today. I'm going to make sure I've got good technique, try to put the weight up somewhere. It, cha- it all connects, folks. It's not just simple as calories, weight train, 10,000 steps. It's not that simple. There is a mindset mm. to it as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we're going to go on to this next bit, which le- it's t- ties quite nicely as when you just said about uh, using walking as exercise. Uh, why workouts should it be calorie burning focus, especially if you go to the gym or doing your workouts at home? Because uh, I think most people are still in the mindset, I'll go to the gym to burn calories. Yeah, quite, yeah. I think most people think that. Um, and I think I actually did a post on it recently for it. I, about, about yeah, 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 why, I like that. It's know, really good. Why would you go to the gym and, and, and lift weights if they don't if it doesn't burn that many calories? Yes. Um, well, you, the same with the walking, really. 
um, you know, you can look at walking as exercise and therefore you might see it as like, oh, you can't be asked to do that or whatever. But obviously it gives you all those benefits that we just said, social and um, all time on your own and all of that sort of thing. Same with the weight training. Um, I mean, it has all of the other benefits, isn't it? It has your heart health, um, your, you know, cuts down your risk of sarcopenia, that sort of thing, um, helps with your bone density, all of that. You've got all of those plus points to it. Um, can help with your mental health as well. Um, but yeah, with that hour in the gym, you aren't going to burn a massive amount of calories. It's um, I mean, you will do day. later on during the day, won't you, as, you as, as your body repairs, but it's still not going to be a massive no. calorie burn no. compared to where your calories are burned for the rest no of the day. No matter what your fitness watch says as well, because it's yes, massively exactly. inaccurate. Want, yeah. yeah, I've had clients yeah. saying to me, especially Fitbit to buggers for it as well. I'm not saying my garment's accurate. But it gave me a more realistic look of how many calories I've been in the gym. I've actually written down my workouts and logged linked to my Garmin properly, and it goes off heart rate. That's how they try to track it, and it based off your height and weight, but and sex, but again, very generic data because it's based on general population. Yeah. And I think the most same with the machines in the gym as well. Yeah, the treadmill and yes, all that yeah, sort of yeah. Stuff. You could use it as a target. So if you're like, I'm not going to get yeah, off this treadmill well, yeah. until it's like 100 calories, instead of saying doing 10 minutes, that's absolutely fine. As long as you know it's not accurate. If it's just a yeah. goal to stop, that's okay. But understand that's very highly inaccurate. You will never know truly what your calories out are. And that's why you've got to focus more on calories in than calories out uh, when it comes yeah. to training. And when it comes to even looking at uh, your fitness trackers, do not take in how much it says you've burnt that day because you've already worked that out. Yes. But in the gym, as Kate said, you know, I mean, really, the gym is 4% of your day. Some of you don't even do an hour because you haven't got time. So you might do 30 mm. minutes, which is absolutely fine as well. But yeah. the gym is 4% of your day or your workouts are 4% of your day. It's one hour maximum of your day. Why do you think that one hour is going to lead to fat loss? If anything, mm. it'll aid it. But you should be using your workouts yeah. for building strength, for your health. Mm-hmm. Like Kate said, so when building muscle, you're reducing your risk of sarcopenia, which is mega muscle wastage. You think of those really frail older people where they look wasted, that's sarcopenia. Um, people who've had anorexia, um, again, uh, you know, where they are when they have lost a huge amount of body fat and muscle, they suffer with sarcopenia. It's not a great place to be. It's crap for your immunity. It's crap for your bones because you're more likely to break a bone. Um you just so much of your bodily functions are at more risk when you're sarcopenic and particularly females we definitely need mm. more i mean we're starting to see more females weight train now which is fantastic in the gym older and yeah. younger as well we're seeing both ends me and kate we both commented the other day how many girls we're seeing mm. even benching which is fantastic i don't know if that's our influence yeah. or just in general because other female pts are coming up and about now and influence the course um but it's a plus it's a pro because you know we're, we're full of estrogen before we hit the perimenopausal it's most protective hormone which is why we're at less risk of heart attacks and heart disease because there's a um a correlation between carrying too much body fat around the stomach uh can lead to more heart disease conditions which is why men are more prone because they normally store it only around the stomach and that's because they haven't got estrogen uh basically distributing calories around the body to carry body fat more evenly should we say which is why women carry body fat more well and why we need more body fat than men as well so yes mm. so stop using the gym for calorie burning in fact stop yes. thinking of anything as calorie burning to be dead honest with you yeah see it more as health 
See it as a form of uh, progressing with strength, record down for your fitness, your stamina, how it makes you feel mentally. If you're mm. focusing on fat loss, it should be down to your energy in mostly. That's where yeah, you need to that, go down to. That is going to have to be your main focus. That's, that's I mean, with your walking, the other thing with it is it is probably the most easiest thing it's to low try impact. and focus on, isn't it? It's free. It's just it's the easiest thing to, to, to try and change. So if you're going to change anything, I mean, yes, you're going to need your calorie deficit for your fat loss, but increasing your activity is one of the easiest yeah. things you can do. Because yeah. also it means you can eat more calories. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah. You know, yeah. I'll be dead honest, me and Kate, food's life. yeah and it's when people go and you know oh it's like it's a guilt thing i love food too much you're meant to food uh so basically hunger and sex are the biggest human drive just so you know maybe not sex all the time depending if you're with the same partner for a while (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it is true because we're designed to survive and reproduce that is our number one primal Mm. instinct it's just in this modern world we have other choices and and that's why food basically you know, you're always thinking about it. It's part of human survival. It's just learning in this modern world how to manage it, still enjoy food, because food is life. Uh, you know, be able to go out for a meal and not stress out. You know, be able to maybe have a higher uh, basal metabolic rate, which we'll go through in a minute, uh, which is basically how many calories you burn in a coma by increasing muscle mass, uh, you know, by sustaining an active lifestyle as well. That is also key too. But if I'm honest, it just gives you more flexibility to enjoy a bit more food. Mm. <laughs> I'm not saying yeah. that's the sole reason to put muscle on and be active. There are many other reasons to be active and put muscle on. You know, me and Kate just love it because it keeps us sane. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, we just like seeing what we can do. I mean, we enjoy it for the fact that we, you know, we can go into the gym and we'll lift something and we'll be like, yes, you yeah, know, I'm managed, you know it's just a big thing about, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you must feel great that's after Kate. Because we're lifting, you must feel awesome after for you sometimes. Because I'm 33, guys, and Kate's 51. Just getting the mum joke in there again. Kate sold my mum. <laughs> but Kate's out lifting me or doing the same as me. And you, I'll be honest, Kate, does it make you feel freaking awesome that you're lifting like probably of like it does, more yeah. than what most 20 year olds do? <laughs> yeah. You know, just, yeah, I mean, because we were in the gym the other day, weren't we? And we saw a, a young girl in there. She, oh, she must have been in her teens. Beautiful she? squats. And I think she was. Fantastic. Yeah, she had a perfect formula squat, and oh. she was squatting about 70, 80. Yeah. Or 70, yeah. actually. Oh, something like that. It was just fantastic form. And, and I'm, yeah. I mean, this sounds bad, but I'm so gay, so probably Kate thinks I was perfect. But no, I was just like in awe of her <laughs> technique. <laughs> oh, no, and, no, no. I didn't, and, that, and that's what we think when we see girls. That, yeah. When we see women training in there, um, even if they look a bit lost, like we saw some girls a few weeks ago, they were lifting like the barbell on um, bench press. Now, bear in mind, most Olympic bars in the gym, the big, long barbells, are 20 kilograms. Uh, And when people go, oh, I look silly doing the weights on there, people feel more silly putting a a 1.25-a-side kilogram Mm. disc. But they did it, and I thought, fair play to them, because that's their starting point, and that's where me and Kate Mm. were once. I I looked, and I thought, you know, I remember when we were there, and that's where they are now, and hopefully they'll get to where we are maybe in many years to come. And it's it's there's definitely a shift in in the gyms at the moment I'm starting to see um mm. but a lot of young girls doing it as well I think the misconception of you're going to get big uh, you're going to look like a man you're going to yeah because the other thing I noticed as well is you don't often see them pounding away on the bloody cardio no, machines I've not seen that much lately I see the cardio is no. pretty quiet I think people starting to realize yeah. use a gym for you know strength 
um you know mm. for changing the shape of your physique so obviously doing the weight yeah. training it's basically it's for weight training circuit training I, I mean the only time i say cardio equipment is quite applicable in the gym and i get this if women don't want to walk in the dark on their own i understand that in the winter months so if that's a safe place for them to go and they've got a podcast on or some music on or they're watching tv yeah then i think that's acceptable i understand that i really do um yeah it's dark the, and the weather's pretty crap yeah. and yeah then I've, I've done that before i've gone to the gym and yeah. just, just wandered there and me, it doesn't I'm... care because i'm from tunstall well, exactly and i'm a bit of a fair weather exerciser yeah. so whereas like... i'll go out and anything won't you know i'll go out when it's storming i'll bloody be out of it um, exactly yeah but yeah, yeah so i understand that and also it might be you need to do some specific training so for example you just want to mix it up and do interval training because at the moment there's a, a half marathon coming up um at stafford so some clients i know of will go in the gym and practice speed work which on a treadmill is much easier to do or you're injured but you want to sustain that cardio fitness that stamina and that effort and that heart rate elevation so they might have to go to the gym on the cross trainer or the rower or the bike and i totally understand that um i think the other time me and kate sometimes to go on cardio equipment is sprint work um yes because it yeah. links quite well with weight training it's it's working mm. similar systems as we call uh, anaerobic so your fast twitch system you know your power whereas aerobics like your long distance running so of course yes sometimes cardio in the gym is applicable but not specifically for calorie burning but maybe sport performance perhaps yeah. just to mix it up because you just want to work on your fitness levels uh, like or it's just something you enjoy and it's something you enjoy doing but just don't use it just purely for calorie burning folks no yeah no just, just bear that in mind if you really don't like cardio go to the gym and do weights because you're more likely to keep doing that for the long term yeah absolutely okay right so how calories are burned so what i'm going to do i'm going to bring screen share i love this little picture i created that's why i like sharing it so obviously if you're on the podcast you can't see this but basically we've got a um can you see that okay kate <laughs> yeah yeah so we've got an image of how calories are burned so we've got different percentages of what they are again this is just average it variates from person to person but this is majority of the time what it looks like so we've got bmr basal metabolic rates so this is your coma calories you're in a coma you would have to be pumped <laughs> with you know that that amount of calories to basically uh sustain how you are they obviously don't do that which is why you see people in comas lose a shitload of weight and go pretty <laughs> sarcopenic as well uh but it's from it's yeah. up to about 70 percent just over it's basically what you'd burn, wouldn't it, if you were just to lay in bed all day and do nothing? Yeah, not even go to the toilet, nothing, zilch. Yeah. So that's your coma calories, which um, when you have did your calorie calculation, guys, that's one thing it'll work out. And then because you've added on your activity adds on, which is the neat bit, could also can, that neat can fall under total daily energy expenditure. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is the calorie expense, which also is through TEF, thermic effect of food, and eat exercise activity, thermogenesis, so your planned exercise. So for your day, that can make up obviously 30% of your day, your total daily energy expenditure. But again, that varies from person to person, depends how active you are, uh, will affect yeah. that as well. And sorry, apologies, it's your eating. No, it does include TEF. No, because it's expenditure, isn't it? Sorry, apologies, yeah. Yeah. So for anyone who's not watching this, your BMR, so your, your calories burned at rest all day is about 70 percent yeah you need so your unplanned activities about is 15 yeah thermic effect of feeding 10 and your actual hour in the gym or your planned activities only five madden of yeah. your tde yeah yeah 
it's it's not a lot guys if you think about it so this mm. is why we would say focus on energy in when it comes to body composition so adjusting your body fat percentage like your adipose tissue as we call it as well <laughs> so we're going to give you tips on how you could increase each one and what are the main ones i would focus on so you can lead off as well kate if you want throw, throw any mm. in there so bmr based on metabolic rate so if you want to increase that, the main one would be to increase your muscle mass. Because when you be a marble, or not, when you do your calorie calculations, the heavier you are, the higher this BMR is. So, for example, mm. I'm 55 kilograms, and Kate, you're about 60 when you last looked? About just, just over 60, yeah. yeah. So Kate's BMR will be greater than mine, just simply because she's heavier than me. That's simply it. Mm. Which is why, again, these calorie calculators, they are estimations but you just try and get as close as you can based off doing something consistently to track your progress. So, yes, you could increase it by increasing muscle mass, which is through consuming adequate protein to help with muscle protein synthesis, as we explained a few weeks ago. And, of course, doing some form of resistance training either two to four times a week consistently. Because once you lose body fat, ideally you want to build muscle under there because, again, this helps Mm -hmm. maintain your results. People, I found the clients who've, maintained weight train even left me and gone off on their own because i've given them the tools they need and they, that's what they needed before and the ones who sustained results are the ones who are still weight training like they've uh, you know and sometimes yeah, they put a bit of weight on and they lose a bit of weight but they stay in the ratio which is mm-hmm. constantly what you're doing all the time you're always tinkering so yeah i'm gonna yeah. say it's gonna definitely be increasing muscle mass it's not much extra but it could be up to was it 50 calories i think i last read but again, it variates, of course. So 50 calories isn't a lot. It's about like an apple. But you think 50 calories a day over seven days, you know, it does add up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, yeah, in BMR, that's why we encourage you to do weight training. It's why we bang on about that and protein, mm-hmm. putting muscle mass on. It's just simply because it's great for sustaining results, from dead honest with you guys. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and also another note, sorry, your BMR, BMR drops as you lose weight. So if your goal in this group was to lose body fat and you're losing weight as well, your beta metabolic rate will drop simply because you don't need as many calories anymore because you weigh less. So again, that's why, again, yeah. we emphasise with increasing... Your range is going to come into that as well, isn't it? Yeah. And that's what we're saying with calories. That's why we say don't drop too far. But, you know, give space to drop. So mm. if you start straight away on this bloody 1,000 calorie or 1,200 calories, you haven't got much room to budge if you think you're not getting results. But nine times out of ten, it's because the weekends are going mad or you're not tracking in when you go yeah. to the fridge and take a nibble or something, which is sometimes up to ten times a day. Um, or you're not adding in your drinks and your alcohol. You'd be surprised. But you want space But then the to... lower your calories, if you're going to lower your calories to 1,000 a day or whatever, mm. something stupid, um, that's going to ultimately affect your neat as well yeah because, because your body will adapt active. and it will yeah you'll find that you'll yeah. slow down the human body's amazing um, it'll basically become more efficient at not burning calories yeah absolutely. very efficient like that so that covers bmr kate would you like to cover neat neat yes well that's what we've just covered basically haven't we just to, so yeah. yeah how to how would we increase our neat if we wanted to just to, like sum up like we just spoke about yeah, so our knee is basically, yeah, it's just increasing your day-to-day activity, whatever that might be. Um, obviously, the first thing that comes to mind is walking, as we were talking about, but it could be just anything. Um, your knee can be the fact that you're sitting there fidgeting. You'll find that people that fidget a lot actually probably, um, yeah, will burn more calories. 
So, yeah, just your fidgeting, your daily activity, your walking, um, gardening, housework, all of that, that's going to be your daily activity. So anything that you don't plan. Um, So in terms of that, that's the one that's the most easily, the one you can most easily change. Yeah. The one you can easily do something about. You can always try and play around with that Mm. to increase it. Even simple Unless, things. of course, you're on too low calories, like I just said, in which mm. case you'll find that your knee will start to come down. You'll naturally not you move basically much. just won't feel like it. Yeah, you move less, but, even fidget less, and you sleep more, and yeah. you find you're sleeping more, and your energy levels drop as well. Yeah, and you'll see that the, the, so knee takes up about 15% of your total daily energy yeah. expenditure. Yeah, up to. Another tip with so, the neat as well, guys, we forgot to say earlier, didn't we, Kate? So when you go food shopping or restaurant, part favour away, just little things like that. Adds up. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's yeah. Sorry, I was that's why I was saying that just the you know just the odd ten minute walk here and there because people have said, you know up. some people have said to me about getting up you know getting the steps up and it's like well yeah you could just get out for a ten minute walk you can just walk around the block in your lunch hour or something like that it's ten minutes do that a few times a day and it will add up absolutely because I said for ten minutes you wouldn't be doing before yeah that's right yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. So that covers your neat. Next one, thermic effect of food. So this is the calories required for your body to break down the food that you eat. So yes, you burn calories while you are eating. Um, so this is why I get annoyed about with the whole magic of not eating breakfast apparently and all this crap because it's fasting all morning and enhances fat loss because uh, you know leaving not having breakfast first thing. You know where eating later can start your metabolism. Whenever you eat, it kickstarts your metabolism. It doesn't matter what time mm-hmm. or anything. It doesn't make a sodding difference when you start eating it's just preference um some clients i have just don't feel hungry first thing and that's fine you've got people like me who are starving in the morning i could eat five o'clock in the morning quite happily i am marvin oh, yeah yeah i'm pretty grim like that. i can eat like one hour before i swim and go straight to swimming i'm fine <laughs> but again it's very for person to person so tef they effect food how can we influence this you may want protein and fiber so protein, yeah. uh, because of it basically takes a while to break down, your body requires more calories. So even though it's four calories per gram, uh, for your actual, you know, and when I say protein, I don't mean protein we fix, by the way. I mean like animal protein, eggs, mm-hmm. um, you know, your protein powder. It's it's actually probably worth only 2.4 uh, calories actually because of how high the thermic effect is for it. So it's why we increase... Yeah, I've got here 20 to 30% of your... Oh, hang on, ignore me. I don't know what that's a Double check of. it while I just finish out and then jump yeah. in when you got it. Yeah. Uh, and also fibre. So when I say fibre, fruit and veg, uh, whole meal uh, options or whole wheat options when it comes to, choose, say, bread and pastas or rice, they will also increase your stomach effect. And not massively, um, but we always encourage you to eat more protein anyway because of training. You all want to become more active. You want a nice looking yeah. physique. So there's nothing wrong with increasing your protein. And fibre, fruit and veg best friends when you're in a calorie deficit and we obviously need our five a day to get our nutrients in so our vitamins and minerals so that's a way of increasing your tea and then lastly eat which is a small percentage isn't it kate but it is it's only five percent so i personally don't know if you agree with this kate utilize your eat for weight training and things that you like doing when it comes to movement don't worry too much yes. about that absolutely yeah Save it for that because it's only a small percentage because you can cover most of your calories out through your thermic effect of food, your NEAT and your BMR, which yeah. it all links to each other. But as we've always said, focus on the calories in. And yeah. So just we do this so you have an understanding how it works. If you're wondering how cal- um, 
calories are sorry body fat is you know how, how is fuel used up it's through oxygen um that doesn't mean if you breathe faster you're gonna lose weight <laughs> um but that's how, that's how it's expelled just in case you didn't know guys um <laughs> i've got mentioned that last week when we were talking about that okay so i hope you find that helpful guys a little education no. bit there and that's basically all what we wanted to cover today it's not a big 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 one to cover because the most important thing is your calories in your sleep and the quality of nutrition that that's the main thing yeah. weight training to be honest need to daily activity we don't you don't need to stress about needs you should be thinking how can i just increase it already with what i yeah. do already yeah Right, we're going to I get think on the trick to... is is like we, is like we said not to turn it into a chore. Yes, it is just yeah, it's there. You know, it's easily influenced. You can easily influence it. You can easily work it in. You can do it however, whenever, however you want. Yeah, there's no special way. Um, exactly, it's just a case of just having it in the back of your mind that you just won't. Yeah, just keep active. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll go on to the Q and A. Got quite a few things to put today. Some great questions as well that I haven't come across before. I love it when I get challenged like this. Um, I'll start with the first one, one of the first ones you sent me, Kate, because I quite like this one. What's the best time to take a show, protein shake around training? Oh, love that question. Do you want me to fire this one or you, Kate? Well, it's changed though, hasn't it? I think once upon a time, everyone thought that there was that... The, the anabolic the window. window. <laughs> yeah, the magic window of, what was it, within half an hour? Yeah, the exercise yeah. you should consume your protein. I should lose your gains. Um, yeah, <laughs> or you won't grow any muscle. Yeah. Oh. Um, but no, I think that's that. But that's been disproven, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's so more the I amount think... you have afterwards, whenever it is. Yeah, I mean, it's 20... probably. I would say it's probably optimal, isn't it, to have it, you know, fairly soon after your workout. Yeah, but don't, but don't stress but, much about it. I would say, but no. I think as long and bearing in mind we were saying about the protein, you know, you're trying to aim for your sort of 25 grams at each meal, which are going to come around your training somehow anyway. Um, your protein shake, if you have that as a sort of a snack type thing anyway, then yeah, yeah. which is what I do. I class it as a snack. And you I normally have, have one after training, don't you? Workout. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. I'd say after so, training always give you better. Absolutely. Yeah. Because protein is a great gonna... fuel source when it comes to fuel. When you're training, you want fuel, so carbohydrates and fats mm. are fantastic for that. Like, say, mm. on a Sunday, if I'm going swimming for 8 o'clock, and I'll be honest, yes, I could eat probably protein in the morning if I want to, but it feels a bit heavy because, again, that thermic effect of protein takes a bit longer to break down. Carbohydrates don't take long to break down. So that's why mm. I say about having jam on toast before you go for a swim or a run or... Um, if you're not very hungry first thing, but you're going to be doing a, a good hour training session or a class, I would say something mm. like, not too filling, but something that's going to keep you going. Great one a client suggested today. I, I love how she calls it this, because I've never called it this, fruity toast. Fruity toast? Yeah, with your raisins and stuff in. Oh, fruit toast, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's, that, that's yeah. a fantastic pre-workout I do, actually. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, the kids love a bit of fruit yeah. toast, yeah. Uh, it's quick carbohydrates. Mm. It's not too yeah. filling, but gives you fuel for the workout. And then afterwards, yes, your protein shake after training. doesn't after matter that, when, yeah. like Kate said. The idea is, ideally, you want... Tw- they say now for optimal 24, 25 grams of protein minimum for the next meal, whatever it is, have after training. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the, the muscle protein synthesis to help it repair the muscle and build muscle. Uh, that's what they're saying. So, yeah, protein shake after training, great way to get your hydration up as well. Uh, but don't worry if you carve it straight yeah. after. It really doesn't matter. As long as yeah, you're getting an adequate not. amount over the day and ideally, you know, 25 grams per meal 
most of the time for your three meals a day and then topping up with a protein shake then you're on the right track there when it comes to yeah. physique goals I think actually protein shakes are, uh, are quite good to have at night yes because uh, uh, that's when so you repair takes place before bed yeah yeah, yeah. you sleeping. repair your muscles overnight yeah absolutely okay what do we think of pre-workout as a supplement do you want me to go for this go on this is why i don't have pre-workout because caffeine's strong enough for me Mm-hmm. If I'm dead honest, now pre-workout, when's the best take it? When you don't feel fatigued, so you're not masking fatigue, because you could actually make yourself feel like shit taking pre-workout when you feel very fatigued. Because fatigue is telling you something. It's saying you need to slow yeah. down, you need to recover. Like say, It could lead you to be overtraining. Yeah, well, say... And you're not going to know about it, because yeah. if you're full of pre-workout, you're not going to... Yeah, your body's not going to realise that. So. Yeah, I personally... It's like I've had a bad night's sleep. I actually reduce how much caffeine I have the next day because I'm just masking fatigue. Uh, I mm. deliberately have decaf, I have teas. If I have a coffee, I have it a bit later. And I just focus on, you know, make sure you get plenty of hydration and eating well as I can, really, because you're more hungry when you don't sleep well as well. But pre-workout, personally, save you money, have a coffee. Um, yeah. I, I should have downloaded the measurements of how much caffeine you need before training. I think for my average, it's based on height, height and weight, I think, top of my head. But for me, um, it's like two cups of coffee before training, but one cup will be fine. Okay, about, yeah. about an hour before training, enjoy a cup of coffee or an espresso shot, which I've done before. Um, yeah. Because most pre-workouts, they're up, they're like from 200, about 150, no, not 150, um, 200 milligrams up to over 300 milligrams of caffeine right there. And that's strong. Now, if you don't like coffee, some people might say, what about pre-workout if I don't like coffee? If you don't feel fatigued and you haven't got any heart problems, <laughs> yeah. and I would say take a low dosage. So go for one that isn't 300 milligrams, for example. And yeah. think about your sleep when you're I taking did that it. and I've never done it since. No, I personally liked it because also it gives you the tingle. Uh, it's got is it beta alanine beta alanine beta mm-hmm. alanine and, it, and basically what it does it hits the central nervous system so you get this tingling effect it kind of makes you feel like it's working it's like a psychological yeah. thing they tend to put in a lot of pre-workouts i personally like it because i make, i feel quite buzzy on it so it makes your hands down your face <laughs> not for you though kate is it um and to be honest we had a great session on pre-workout we have we've we've we did have a great session yeah PT, uh, pbs on it yeah but my... and i think that's what i said to someone actually that if if maybe you're going for a pb or something yeah and you're not using it to mask fatigue then yeah every go for it try would be fine i think yeah. once in a while yeah because it can make you quite um what's the word caffeine resistance resistant like, yeah. i know people have to take a lot of pre-workout because they just don't it doesn't hit them but some people because of how their receptors are when it comes to caffeine and their bodies, doesn't caffeine doesn't touch them anyway, even pre-workout. So it's just a case of mm. make sure you have a you know carbohydrates in your food before training. Drink plenty of water. Eat your bed, you know just basic nutrition to be honest with you, quality nutrition. Yeah, but yeah, and if you have a coffee instead, it's going to take at least half an hour to. Yeah, I have nothing against pre-workout personally. It's just I think a cup of coffee is no, cheaper, just... and I like caffeine. But if you don't like coffee or you want to go for a PB, you're not feeling fatigued um you don't need a massive strong dosage then yeah go for the pre-workout if you want but i'd say pre-workout's only applicable to those who are very experienced training do a lot of weightlifting already the person who's particularly messaging i want to have a problem with them actually having it because i know they're quite experienced weight training they know how to work hard already because a lot of people mm. they mentally 
don't work hard yet it's not because you're lazy not because you don't want to but you're not used to being in pain working out you need to master that first before actually taking Mm -hmm. pre-workout because you can train harder it's a massive stimulus on the body a lot of muscle damage it will hurt the next day Mm. Uh, so be prepared for that as well but yeah bear in mind what time you take your pre-workout because it's sleeping at night um yes it's the caffeine half-life isn't it training apparently does well, the study wasn't very good. There was only 12 people, apparently, where they basically got people have so much caffeine, train in the afternoon. They had it at 2 o'clock after 2, which they don't advise usually. And then they trained, and apparently it did offset that half-life, but there wasn't enough in the study to prove it. So, mm-hmm. we, don't, so we don't know for certain if it does. So play it safe and have your caffeine as early as possible, uh, ideally before yeah. 2 p.m. I mean, I think this because your caffeine half-life, I didn't know it can last up to 10 hours. <gasps> yeah i know it's yeah it depends how i reckon it, yeah. i'm in that bracket because i'm very stimulated by caffeine yeah mm. <laughs> it, it can last me ages which is why i have two cups a day unless i have tea and tea's all right so that's actually a yeah. question about the pre-workout we're not against it mm-hmm. i think use no. in the right way um yeah. fine fine to use it and uh you know if you're not too sure again about anything give us a shout and we'll clarify a bit more on is anything specific we've not answered or you don't understand Okay, I've got another one. Um, going over cal, I think they mean calories. Going over all the time on weekends. I basically restrict in the week, but then I end up binging on the weekends. So and I've seen the person's week calories. It, it was quite high, to be fair. It, it was a one-off, I think, though, as well, which that's fine. If it's a one-off, and you're going back on track afterwards, and the week after is absolutely fine, don't worry about it. It's like yeah, it's agree, fine. Yeah. It's okay. If it's once in a while, it's every weekend or like two to three times out of four weekends in a month and it's constant art that it needs looking at you've got to look at what you're doing and yeah. why potentially yeah i mean the thing with weekends i think people just live for the weekends i did a, i created a post about this earlier ready to launch in a couple of weeks um i've tried to change my mindset about living up for the weekends because i have time off on the weekends from work instead i just i try to be in the mindset of let's make each day the best day ever so then i apply that continuous mindset into a weekend um mm. I, I get people can over it on the weekend i bank calories for the weekend but i find i think it's easy for me because i don't drink so well, i say i don't drink i don't drink a lot of alcohol i have one and then that's it and when it comes to food i, think, I don't tend to overeat i'll have like a portion of something i'm pretty happy yeah i think it's generally because most people are going to be more sociable at the weekend aren't they yeah which have jobs and therefore you're not out you don't automatically go out and about during the week whereas you would do at the weekend and obviously of course you have more time at the weekend so i guess when you're at work you can quite easily just slot into breakfast lunch dinner um but then at the weekend i guess it can be very easy to overeat in between your meals which yeah. you might not do during the week so i do get that and yeah alcohol um yeah because it's the weekend yeah. because you haven't got to get up the next day yeah. that kind of thing but the issue was so, with this person as well we were saying in general and this has happened even I've done this in the past, I'm sure you have, Kate. Uh, you, you know, you say track from the Friday and see what calories you got left. Yeah. And you find then you've got to over-restrict on the Monday, which I'm afraid folks can in turn, too much over-restriction can lead to more binging. Because yeah. by the weekend, you're sick of being that low in calories. you just like, fuck this. Because when like, yeah. Yeah, hunger and low blood sugar is massively linked to willpower. And when you're hungry and hangry, you're very irrational. You're very impulsive as well. So yes. you'll make decisions on your stomach more so than what, you're, what you actually need. 
So I would say mm-hmm. personally, if you have had a massive binge on the weekend, do not go for a thousand calories on a Monday. I would no. say personally, you need to work on your weekends. So do your normal calories on a Monday, say for example, 15, 1600, whatever it is. And what I would do then is just think on the weekends, well, what can I change on the weekends instead of thinking, what can I change in the week to offset that? Mm. Because otherwise yeah. you'll never sustain fat loss results or if you're struggling to lose body fat and that's where your downfall is, that's where your calories are always going over on a consistent basis going over. It needs looking at the weekends, need drawing in a little bit more. At the moment, it might be your maintaining, which isn't a bad thing. And if you're enjoying your weekends at the moment, because we've had so much restrictions for years, I totally understand that. If if right now is not the time, you're like, you know what? I just can't focus on fat loss right now. I'm going to focus on strength goals, performance goals, habits. Um, and then, and then when I'm ready for fat, you know, when I feel like, you know what, yeah, I need to, I, I'm sick of these weekends. I need to sort these out. And as and, and as a byproduct, it might be, oh, I'm, I'm actually starting to see results on the scales now and on the my tape measurements and how I look, because, yeah. um, you know, you've sorted out your weekends. It's too, it's taken me years, Gary, because I used to go on weekends to get bladdered and have two takeaways in one night. Um, <laughs> you know, because it's very easy to offset your calories for the week with weekends. When people say. There's no way it's just from the weekends. I don't hardly eat anything in the week. I tell you now, you can eat your week's worth of calories on a weekend, no problem. I know I could. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I think that is the danger with starting on a Friday and thinking I'll do what I want over the weekend and then adjust the calories in the week. But, you know, like I have found with that in the past, if you do that and then realise you are on poverty calories during the week, you don't do it again. So for some people like yourself, yeah, that works. Yes, yeah. But the other way, you... You could do it. It's just take, you know, a hundred calories off of your week, yeah, and then set yourself a calorie target at the weekend, and be like, "That's it. That is what I'm having." Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, at least you know you've got more. You've got a little bit more leeway to enjoy what you want, but you can still stay fairly sort, fairly without missing out socially. Yeah, Yeah. I I think, like you say, it's social. I think the social pressure as well. Weekends, it could be they have the intention to do that, and they get to a weekend. And I mean, me, I don't give a shit. Someone could tell me what to do, I tell them no. But that's me. Like, someone might go, here, I'll buy a drink. I'll buy a drink. You buy me a drink, I'll give it away. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. which I have done. So people just don't do it. I say, I'm not doing it to be rude. I've told you no. No means no. And um, you've got to respect my decision. And it's not always necessarily because of calories. For me, it's just it's just my personal choice if I want to have a drink or not or food. It's like when people yeah. come to my house, I can be a feeder, but... If someone says, you know what, now I am all right, I won't pest them anymore, and it's just their choice if they want to, but that's just me because I've been in that situation, so I empathise with that. But I, it is difficult dealing with social pressure. A bit like the old drugs when you're growing up. I mean, I never personally got pressured, thank God. One didn't have to be pressured into drinking. Um, so, <laughs> you know, and I get that with social pressure. You know, people might put on them what you don't want. They go, I have an object to have one. Oh, fuck this being good. Start again Monday, you know. And it's like sometimes mm-hmm. they're projecting on you what they want to do and sometimes you just gotta be look i'm okay i just sit there and leave say look i'm fun as i am you're here to be with me i I don't have to be as drunk as you or i don't have to eat as much as you to have fun because when you're in a social situation there is i think i did on my nutrition course if you said so on your pt one or not but the more people you with uh the more you eat 
there is an actual thing about that. Yeah, it's like a yeah. tribal thing almost, you know, where mm. like you're having your lion's share of the foods, like buffets, for example. You know, you've got a big yeah. group of you. My family are very big eaters, especially on my mum's side. If you go like a Chinese restaurant, um, oh my God, it's a competition you can eat the most. It's almost competitive um, yeah. to do it. And I've learned to change that because I knew for the long term, you just felt like shit after eating that much. I don't mean just from a worried about putting fat on I just felt sick no just generally yeah I couldn't sleep I felt hungover from being too full yeah and I think a lot of it as well is people it's just some people's way of relaxing yeah I've been at work all day um all all week this is my time to relax and enjoy and obviously some you know people get pleasure out of that and that is their thing to do and that's fine yeah but I guess if you find that you're constantly going over like that it's a case of saying well okay I will have a drink at the weekend but I will only have whatever yeah but I'll only question, have a couple of glasses of wine or yeah. I'll only have this and just say, well, so you know you're going to have it. It's still something you can enjoy and look forward to, but you're just not going to go mad. Yeah. I'd say question why it's happening. You know, why are you doing it? Yeah. And then think, take your time and think, what can I do to change this, but still have a yeah. life? You know, and like yeah, Kate said, exactly. there is there is a tracking from the Friday and you're like, oh, I can't do that again this week. I, there's no way I could do that again this weekend. But mm. some people I understand could do that and end up binging more because they've had to yeah, restrict yeah. so ridiculously. So mm-hmm. I would say from there, you need to then, from then on, think of a plan the weekend. So you just at least get to roughly the calorie time for that week. Uh, it hasn't got to be perfect. Have some leeway with it, but it could be you gradually reduce the weekend to a point where it's maintainable and still mm-hmm. okay to be sociable and you don't feel left out because, of course, your environment massively affects your decisions yeah. as well i mean i'm not but i mean apart from kate and a couple of her friends most of my friends don't go to the gym it's just not their thing and mm. you know i have been uh had people nag at me for drink more and stuff like that and they brought me drinks and i've had just give away and stuff and they've had just to learn that's who i am but also they've learned i'm a piss i'm a pisser when i'm when i'm sober never mind when i'm drunk <laughs> and they just learned to accept that you know and i said to them look i'm not judging you for drinking Go and get pissed for I care. I don't care. I'm fine mm. with that. Each to their own, man. Yeah. Um, it's personal choice. But I think it does take self-confidence to be confident to say no and be like, I'm okay. I'm quite happy how I am right now. Yeah. I'm having fun. If I have more, it's going to ruin my fun, actually. And mm. it's learning to do that. It it, it does take a, you know, I don't, I'm not saying grow a pair, but it just takes self-confidence to do that. It took me years to do that, mm. I'm honest with you. And some people can be doing it way past me. Yeah, I'm, 30, I'm only 33. And some people, clients have worked out, oh, 50 plus and, and starting to learn to do that. They're like, I, I actually said on the weekend, no time for more drinks because I had enough and I was actually quite happy. And I woke up mm. not feeling shit in the morning. I felt great and I could go and do things. But I'd say on the weekends as well and for in the week, feedback from just before we've got two minutes uh feedback from <laughs> clients before who struggle mentally especially of using food and drink as a form of an outlet is no hobbies and people don't know what to do for fun and i think that's something yeah, people need to yeah. look at you know where uh, mm-hmm. again it's part of purpose in a way you know i obviously bake because it's away from my health and fitness but i do feel very fulfilled with this i see this as fun to do and, you know, and I feel for people who haven't got that in their life. So I think it's something yeah. you need to look at, guys. So, yeah. yes. On that note, 
we are that's all we've got time for today i hope you found this helpful if there's any feedback you want to give us or any questions please drop us an email to the nk project at the nagpistoltrainer.co.uk or you can reach kate on kfit19.1971 on instagram <laughs> and i'm the nag Pistol trainer on instagram and facebook thanks very much for joining us today guys and we'll speak to you next week bye guys bye